Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your Guide to Love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Nadine Lee here, and she is the teacher of Tantric Arts and Embodiment Guide. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, you're welcome. So tell everybody more about what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, so at the moment, I'm really focusing on really honing in on allowing women as sacred spaces and opportunities to really just like reconnect to their true power and true essence. And that has been really the core of what I've been doing for the past decade. And it just shows up in different ways. So I started out, you know, working with women with eating disorders and reclaiming their body image. And then that shortly after I worked in that realm for a while, it shifted into helping women reconnect to their sexuality, heal trauma, sexual traumas. And then it went into a really deep niche into helping women reconnect to their womb space as the source of power. And, um, you know, now that's a big part of my work, like really helping women reconnect to their sacred sexuality, to the power of their womb. Um, yeah, and just really like owning their desire, owning their truth essentially and living from that place. And so, yeah, right now I run a school called Tantric Alchemy um, School of Awakened Arts and I have online courses that I run through that as well as trainings in person and um, mentorships. So that's a bit about what I've been doing and sharing. Mm, love that. <laughs> Okay, so why are so many women disconnected from their power? Well, I mean, yes, it's women, but it's also humanity, really. Very it's true. a humanity thing. And, like, yeah, and we're, like, seeing that right now more and more, just how much power is being given over to these, you know, false delusional authorities like the government, like the media, like, you know, but when it comes to women, really, I feel it's, um, you know, the, the influence of the church and the Catholic, like the religions has played a huge role in that, suppressing women from their sexuality, from the body. I mean, they suppress humans from the body, really, but mm -hmm. there's always been this kind of fear of like feminine and, you know, even in the, in the, um, the Bible, you know, the, G the story of Jesus, like the portrayal of Mary Magdalene being like the whore and like this horrible, like evil woman, you know, whereas, uh, you know, when you go delve deeper, the their relationship was a deep tantric relationship and they were of equal power and influence in their own right. But it's like these stories that are told, you know, in the name of religion, paint the feminine to be this like distorted, um, dirty, like, corrupt kind of image and so that has placed a deep unconscious spell like upon all of us and you know um, we're really unraveling that as one portal of um, suppression and um, yeah media also stems from that painting pictures of like you know women being a certain like the ideal beauty image you know and like the mother that has to just have it all together and like not ask for anyone for help. So it's like all these aspects of feminine archetypes are just really distorted in this society. <laughs> and we're really reclaiming like what it actually means to be a woman now. And 
all the different archetypes, all the aspects, and you can be all of them, not just fragmented, you know, as mother and businesswoman and like seductress. Like you can be at all, you know, so. Mm, I love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. I so agree with you about that because, you know, part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I couldn't have an orgasm. And then growing up religious and not knowing anything about my body, <laughs> that led me yeah. into doing the work that I'm doing now and then, you know, leading up to the podcast. And so I think that it's almost like, yeah, you're right. The m- people that do struggle the most with sexuality are the ones that grew up religious. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Like a lot of the women I work with, yeah, similar story to yours, like uh, strong religious upbringing and you know of all different religions not just catholic but even you know um like hinduism and um like all all different religions Mm -hmm. are really have this undertone of suppression you know of the body of the feminine of sexuality and really like that's what's that's really what's been my path tantra is is merging the two spirituality and sexuality like they're not it's not that you have to cut off your sexuality in order to be connected to god it's actually the same energy you know so that's really the biggest kind of revelation and like teaching that a lot of you know women i work with maybe that have had catholic upbringings like realizing that it is the same energy you know that god consciousness goddess consciousness is like the same energy that runs through your body when you're having an orgasm and connecting to your sensuality and your erotic energy for yourself, like is in this like innocent type way, you know? Mm, yeah, definitely. And then go into too, cause I saw you post about, and I love talking with this about um, different people because everybody kind of interprets it's different way in terms of orgasmic manifestation. Mm. Yeah. So that's a huge part of what I teach. I'm teaching at the moment cause I'm, I've just launched a business course which is all like it's business and embodiment to bring in like, yeah, practices like orgasmic manifestation as a way to, you know, manifest what you desire in your business. So I'm really passionate about that. And um, first really dissolving the stigma that like an orgasm has to be just associated with sex. So when you talk about like, or when I talk about, you know, orgasmic manifestation, so orgasmic energy for me, what I experience and understand of it is just our natural flow of energy. That's always flowing through us. It's like that life force energy. And it's usually most of us only really have a glimpse of that when we're in an orgasm sexually, because that's when the mind shuts off, you know, but a lot of, a lot of people can experience it just meditating, you know, having these full bliss sensations because there's no mind. And, um, it's actually, I believe, to be our natural state, you know. So when you are in that state, it's a lot easier to manifest because you're magnetic to what you desire and um, there's no resistance to drawing that which you're desiring towards you. So when when that orgasmic energy is blocked, that's when we, we have struggle manifesting. We have, like, we struggle, like, being in flow and, like, actually yeah, feeling just healthy and vibrant. So um, I, I really teach that as a core part of, yeah, business and just, I mean, doing life. It's really, and it's really about like merging your desires, getting clear on what you desire. That's the first part. This is, this can be huge. 
you know, what do I actually want? And then merging that desire of clarity with this free flow of orgasmic energy. And I teach like a process around that, how to like really, um, yeah, tap into the two, run that energy through your body and then merge that with your desires. And it's, yeah, super potent and really powerful. Mm, I love that. Wait, so, because one thing I've read is when people, like right before they're about to have an orgasm, they think of their desire and then mm. that manifests. Do you believe that? Yeah, well, it's essentially, um, yeah, what I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it can be called sex magic or whatever, but I just like to call it orgasmic manifestation. But yeah, it's because when you're about to orgasm and then you, your energy field expands so like it's like so strong and so wide, like your auric field just expands. So when you focus on what you're wanting to desire in that moment, it's like, it's like a magnet, like drawing towards you energetically. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cause it seems like nowadays, I'm sure you've noticed this too, like with everything going on, it seems like people are more stressed than normal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, yes, I mean, the orgasmic sexual energy is going to help. <laughs> is what, sorry? That orgasmic sexual energy, when you tap into that, helps them lower their stress. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when it's like your survival needs are being compromised, it's very hard to feel like, you know, if you can't put food on the table, there's, it's like very hard to think of like, oh, I want to feel the potentiality to even procreate, you know, or run that energy. So I think that's why a lot of, yeah, at the moment, you know, things are in different, different levels of stress are affecting different people, no matter considering whatever situation they're in, if they've lost their job, but you know, no matter what, we can always prioritize pleasure. Like we can always, you know, even if we're in like the most horrible situation, you can always choose how you react to it, you know, and it sounds easy, easier said than done, but like, you know, it's really owning that power that we have inside of us to choose. Are we going to like be a victim or are we going to like use this as, as an opportunity to create something new and maybe start a whole new path, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm glad you brought that up though, because right when all this started happening out, like, in March or April, whenever it started, I automatically assume people are going to be having less sex because when you're in the root chakra, you can't get to the sacral. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, But are you a big fan of sex toys? Because, you know, I've interviewed coaches that some say no and then some say yes. I personally use and support the use of, um, well, first the jade egg as a, it's not a sex toy, but like mm-hmm. it's a, a tool to use. So it's a small stone made of nephrite jade, the, the, yeah, the crystal jade. And it's mm-hmm. used in, internally inside your vagina to tone the pelvic floor and um, increase like lubrication and seal off energetically the, the portal there. So the energy, your life force energy can stay contained within your body as opposed to leak out. So I use that as a powerful tool, tantric tool. Like this, any woman who wants to learn tantra, I suggest start with a jade egg. And mm-hmm. really that's a 
embodiment practice that helps you learn how to circulate your energy and get in touch with your yoni and for yourself, you know. And then, um, yeah, I so I use that and also um, crystal wands as like a tool for, you know, self-pleasure and, um, you know, internal massage and healing. But, you know, like I'm in a relationship right now and it's like, yeah, nothing beats a uh, real, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I still like to use it just as my own, you know, sometimes just like giving an internal massage that's really nice using the wands for that. But the jade egg's more like an actual practice, you know, it's like an energetic practice that I do um, a couple of times a week most of the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I have a jade egg and I'm sure that I've done previous podcasts on it, but go into that because I loved how you said the leaking sexual mm-hmm. energy part. Explain that for the people that have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So basically our pelvic floor muscles, they are obviously, you know, they control like our urinary regulation. Like, you know, if you have weak pelvic floor muscle, you're going to like be weighing, like peeing uncontrollably. You won't be able to hold that in. So that's an extreme case. But most of us, if we're not toning that area, there, there is a weakening there and it's not to the point of like losing control, but it does energetically leak out your life force energy and so what the jade egg practice and a lot of the tantric practices are just like are designed for is toning that area toning the pelvic floor muscles so it can create like a seal there it's like a kind of you know strong seal at the that region so the energy can start to be redirected into the body as opposed to leaking out in a downward motion and so you you probably notice if you do yoga um the bundas so it's the the locks in the body the the one that most people know about is mula bandha and that's really what that is doing it's like when you clench the muscles it's it's pulling the energy in and up so you know a lot of the time you'll do like do mula bandha squeeze the muscles and then hold the breath and breathe up the spine and you can actually feel it so even if you know you do this right now and you're listening like just squeeze the muscles of the yoni like you're just like sucking up like a um well the main if you've never done it before it's like you're doing a wee a pee and you're just like stopping it midstream so you're like you know you can stop it and you can feel like all the muscles internally suck up and in and it like you can feel it like your spine goes upright and like the energy starts to move up and in and it's like this flushing of energy into the body and so when that's happening when the energy when the energy is moving into the body it creates more vitality in in your being and um also youthfulness so it's like the number one anti-aging practice because your energy isn't being leaked out and this is what the ancient Taoists that used to do this practice the it was you know ancient china it was just allocated for kings and oh, sorry not kings queens and the concubines it was like a, a really secret practice and they knew because their main goal was like to maintain youthfulness so they could look you know like 20 when they were 50 and it, it works, you know, this, these practices because it is containing all your life force and flushing it through every cell of your body. And it starts in that lower region 
in the yoni in the womb so um you know there's a saying like the the mantak chia i think it is the the man who really brought the Taoist teachings to the west it's like the yeah how toned your pelvic floor is and your yoni is as a woman then that shows in your face like how youthful your face looks because it's directly linked because it's like it's linked with that life force energy and how freely it's flowing and how contained it is. If it's leaking out, then you're going to age more and have less energy, less creative energy. So it's, it's, it's much more than just like, I mean, there's so many benefits, benefits of the jade egg and toning that pelvic floor. Like obviously I've just mentioned anti-aging, but also, you know, obviously having deeper orgasms because the, blood flowing the blood is flowing it's not stagnant um it's unlocking any traumas that might be in the yoni itself by giving yourself like the internal massage with the egg so you know when there's less trauma and less stuck emotions in the yoni that 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 orgasmic energy can free flow more easily you know it's not getting stuck and you know balances your hormones um all sorts of benefits of the practice so yeah it's really mm. number one i love that yeah because that's something you know it's really interesting because i talked to i was talking with a man last night about i brought up the jag and he was like oh no my wife just doesn't think it was going to work for her yeah like if you have people yeah. tell you that they i mean it's a waste of time not that it's a waste of time, but like, it's like anything, you know, if you haven't tried it and it's like something new, even like, you know, my dad is freaked out by yoga. It's cause it's the unknown. He's like, Oh, that's not going to work for me. Even though he has a really bad back. I'm like, dad, yoga will help you. But it's like, no, nah, <laughs> yeah. that, won't, that won't help me. It's like, what you don't know. It's like the fear of the unknown. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's often we can just write it off. And there's a belief system. Like, you know, maybe the, the woman has that woman, maybe she's never orgasmed or something. And it's just, she's got a solid belief. Like I don't orgasm. I don't enjoy sex. Nothing's going to help me. You know, when you get into that stubborn place of um, really believing that you're broken almost, it's, it's very painful in that place because, you know, you could may have tried everything and it's like, no, nah, not another, another thing is not going to help, you know? So it can be a big thing to overcome. You know, if you have, um, if a lot of other things have not worked for you. Mm, yeah. You bring up a great point. Yeah. That is so true. Well, I think too, it's, I don't know if you've know. I mean, I'm sure you've noticed this, the fact that there are just so many conflicting beliefs around female sexuality. Then when you bring up, Hey, this tool could help you. Maybe people just think, ah, oh, what's it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also because it's not just like taking a pill or some, you know, magical cream. It's like, literally you've got to, ins you're inserting something into your body and that can be confronting. And a lot of resistance sometimes comes up around like, is the egg going to get lost, you know, inside mm -hmm. me. And that in itself is a belief of, um, well, it's not a belief. It's like a disconnection from the vagina because if you you know your anatomy like nothing can get lost inside because it <laughs> yeah. can't go past it can't go past the cervix so you know um but it can be daunting it's like oh what if it like you know goes all the way up and i can't get it out but it will eventually come out and the eggs that i use and sh and sell have a, a drill in it so you can put a you can put floss or like a string so 
you know, it, when you're starting, it's nice to have that. So you have control over it and you can pull it out. Yeah. yeah I remember when I first uh, did the JDEG a few years ago, I was at a boyfriend's house and I, I like, it felt like I was laying an egg. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a really cool thing. Do you practice vaginal weightlifting too or? No, no, okay. I don't know. Haven't done that. <laughs> okay, I didn't know because I saw a few teachers doing that, and I just kind of joked around and tried to lift a few things. But it's that's no joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I just haven't like got around to it. But I don't have any hesitation or resistance to it. But like, I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm sure you could do it if you've been doing the jetic for a few years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you previously did and what, talked about one of your posts about women having low libido and that mm -hmm. correlating with the fact that they are just not turned on in their life. Go into that. Yeah, well, a lot of, I get a lot of questions about that, you know, like <clears throat> from women and, and men. It's like, mm -hmm. is there something wrong with me? I just literally have no interest in sex, like, or I just don't feel turned on and don't ever want to have sex with my partner or never, I've never self-pleasured. And, um, yeah, I mean, like my first statement in that post was literally like, there's no such thing as low libido. You know, I, I truly believe that it's our sex drive is linked to our drive for life and like our passion for life. And really what's blocking that, drive and that libido you know sex drive I feel is there's many things you know traumas um fear of intimacy stuck emotion lack of inspiration like lack of yeah just like vitality you know and passion for life so it's really an indicator if you're feeling like oh I just don't have interest in sex it's like that's like a symptom of something much deeper and I think it's like a powerful invitation to just really look at like, what's, yeah, where am I, um, where am I out of alignment? Like, you know, maybe I'm in a job that I just sucks my life force or I'm in a relationship that's not serving, you know? So it's really an indicator of that and of things that are much deeper. And once that clears up, it's like, then that life force starts to flow back, you know, it's like, Ooh, I've got a, zest for life again you know because you feel happy again so it's really yeah not to give up if you feel that it's like it's just showing you maybe something's not in alignment in your life at the moment and it's time for a change mm, yeah I definitely agree with you on that yeah because it seems like depression so common nowadays and that's probably a big sign is they're just disconnected from their sexual energy yeah yeah, for sure. Like depression I see is, um, you know, I've had, I've had a history of depression, you know, that's what got me on this path. Like I was just, and so depressed for many years, went on antidepressants, the full spectrum. And it was, I see it as like, it's that dark night of the soul. And it's like a strong indication that you're not in alignment. And I wasn't, you know, I was like, you know, working corporate jobs, drinking alcohol, eating disorders, just all sorts of things. Um, yeah, completely out of alignment, living in a place that was so toxic, like, you know, city centers that doesn't nourish my soul. So yeah, I think that it's really an indicator of things are not 
in alignment. So if someone is, because I know this is a huge time for spiritual awakening, it seems like, for more, mm -hmm. more and more people. So if what someone's story is very similar to yours, that they notice, oh, well, I am out of alignment, what would you say? Yeah, so I mean, it's first of all just like admitting it. Like that can be the hardest thing, you know, like realizing, oh, crap, like this job that I've been in for like 10 years is not for me anymore so just being gentle with yourself like in that process because it's like things are going to start to shift once you make that decision that that's not for you anymore and then I would suggest like really seeking some support like a guide along that journey because you know often it's like it can be scary to jump off the cliff <laughs> into the unknown alone you know a lot a lot of us can do it and we're we, we're capable of that but like for me, I had a lot of guides along that way and um, teachers that would come in or I would seek out like a mentor to help me. Like they had already been through that process and then helped me move over to that, jump off that cliff, like just like they had done maybe, you know, a few years before. And that always helps in the process and yeah, makes it less like um, extreme, you know. Cause it, it's change. It can either be extreme and life will just like turn you upside down. Or if it's a conscious choice, you can do it in a way that's like a bit more integrated, you know, and it's not, you're not going to get traumatized by it. Mm, yeah, definitely. No, listen, I mean, <laughs> I, I was in corporate too and I look back at pictures of me and I'm like, Whoa, we don't even look the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, so what final takeaway do you want people to have from our conversation in terms of sexuality or just in terms of jade egg or any of that? Yeah, I think the most important thing is, um, like, especially for women, like exploring sexuality and clearing out, you know, traumas and religious conditionings, conditionings in general, um, is really, it's important to do this work for yourself so um self sexual healing as a number one practice you know so exploring your own body first before opening up to someone else and you know letting someone else explore you it's like no like how can you explore yourself in a safe container so that could be like um you know getting like a guide that's a woman that can you feel safe with you know or attending maybe like a sister circle that's like all women and it's like focused on sexual healing or a, a mentor or teacher but really I feel the power of this really working with deep sexual trauma and conditionings needs to be done within the sisterhood first and then we help each other heal because there's that safety within the sisterhood and then we can feel nourished to go and share that with our partner or, um, you know, future partners, if you're single, you know, so, I mean, but if you're in a relationship, it's also the same. Like if you're in a journey of exploration, I always suggest doing self exploration first and then exploring it with your partner, making him aware or her aware, like if you're same sex, like that, this is what I'm doing. I need to just have some time to explore myself and then inviting them into that. But having communication around that it's a self exploration journey and healing journey, first and foremost and safety is the biggest key because this is one you know 
yeah, having a safe container of trust is essential to heal anything, you know. So um, that's why I really love the jade egg practice and these practices because it's you're doing it with yourself, you know, and it's it's not like you're put in a position where you feel so uncomfortable, you know. So, yeah, it's like a self-healing journey. Mm, yes, I love that you say the safety thing, though, because for me, for most of my... I didn't realize it until I started doing this work that I felt very unsafe in my body. Yeah. But I didn't become aware of that until all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I've been saying yes to sex that really I should have been saying no. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Like really coming into the body embodied and realizing, yeah, what do I need to feel safe? And a lot of us like, you know, look at the conditioning from as we're children. It's like a lot of the time we're told to go and hug someone that maybe we don't want to hug like you know like a family friend or an auntie or an uncle and it's like no just do it just be the good girl just be the good boy and then that really makes us from from such a young age like unsure of our boundaries what's safe in my body what do I want you know just a simple hug you know it's innocent but it's all but it's yeah just overriding what the natural impulse is of a child and it's just to appear to be a good person a good good boy good girl you know and it's like no what does the child actually want like from their natural essence not what the parent wants them to do to look good or something you know so yeah there's a lot of and that's just like a soft spectrum that you know sexual abuse and these realms is a whole another spectrum that Mm -hmm. creates even more confusion and unsafety in the body so yeah we need to address that like the core foundation like what do i need to feel safe it's like yeah. Mm, yes. Yes. We could do a whole podcast on that. I just, yeah. that's so important, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So where can everybody find you if they want to learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. So my Instagram account is tantric.alchemy and, you know, I share a lot of stuff on there, a lot of amazing posts and resources and also my website, tantricalchemy.net. And on the website, I have, um, you know, a course called The Creatress, which is helping you as a woman reconnect to your menstrual cycle. So giving you practices for each four phases of the cycle, including the jade egg. So we introduce the jade egg into that course and and as a core practice. And then um, my recent course, which is Fempire Feminine Empire. So that's more of a business and embodiment course. So helping women launch create birth their online business so um yeah that, that's mm. what's happening right now and i do mentorships and i have a group coaching program coming up soon which is going to be all about pleasure and sexuality so just stay connected on the socials and the internet okay sounds great i'll post your links below thank you so much for joining me this is a great conversation everybody be sure to follow you on social media and yeah, let, DM either of us. Let us know if you have any questions and I will talk with you later. Bye. Awesome.